talking with Ralph Bourdais of As Our Own. It's online at asourown.org. And I hope you've heard the radio broadcast of the first part of this conversation. But as often happens, Ralph, we run out of time before we run out of things to talk about. So I'm grateful that our listeners have joined us on the Internet now here on the webpage. Uh, we talked about your rescue work, and it's so exciting. It still brings chills to me to think about those mothers who are themselves enslaved, as you say, but they're so concerned that their daughters, that next generation, not be enslaved. And you can move in and you rescue, and it's very exciting. But that's only a part of what you do in India. Yes, uh, and you know that is us responding to an urgent situation where if we don't respond at that moment, that child's life will be destroyed. So that is us responding to an emergency. But the emergency is the symptom of a chronic problem that exists, and it's broken communities, extremely poor and broken communities. So you want to address the root cause. If, if we don't do that, we will be rescuing children you know, for a long time. Endlessly, right. Endlessly. Right. And so the root cause is these broken communities that the children come from, where somebody can go there and lure their parents into saying, you know, the first generation of lure, uh, lurement is saying, hey, this girl is a burden to you as a family why don't you let us take her to the city and we'll get her a great job and she'll send you money back? Mm. So the reason that children are initially trafficked is because there's not somebody standing in the gap with the family to tell that family that this is wrong, this person is enticing you, your daughter is promising you great things, but this is not what's going to happen. Uh, secondly, the, the brokenness that exists in the community, if the community is not transformed, it's going to result with, this is just one symptom. Um, there's child slavery in other forms. There's uh, just spousal abuse that happens. Uh, it's just entire brokenness, and, and, and sin is, is, is at the root cause of that. And so we firmly believe that the heart of the transformation, the heart of that transformation has to happen through the local church. And so we have uh, our lighthouse network of churches that work in extremely broken communities. I just showed you a video of some of the communities yeah. that we work it's in. It's on the website, your website. It is on that our website. People can watch as well. Yes, okay, it is. Good, good. Uh, and and uh, so they can watch the video. The images are so powerful and yes. and and speak so loudly, right. more than just words about right. what it's really like there. Yes, and it it if you as you just walk from house to house, and it, it's just devastation after devastation, mm. and it breaks your heart. Mm. But when they hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the hope that that brings, um, you know, one thing I firmly believe is that darkness exists, still light is shown in, in that darkness. You know, you can walk into a very dark room and you switch the light on and the darkness disappears. It flees. Yeah. It flees. <laughs> and it's, it's the same thing here. It's the, it's the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When that comes into a community, it starts transforming the community. Mm-hmm. Also, what that does is, on the long term, it's, we're working to strengthen the community and strengthen families. Also, it gives us access to seeing what families are in imminent danger and that we have to intervene right away to protect their children. And so, um, you know, we've had situations where, you know, a father has raped one of his girls repeatedly. And um, we've had to, when we found that out, we've had to intervene. And, you know, uh, one of our our girls, uh, her dad's in prison as a result of that. Um, We'll have a a situation where a dad will openly threaten to rape his daughter. And as soon as we hear about that, we have to intervene. Uh, We we go in and get this girl out for her protection with the help of her mother. And so, what the Lighthouse Network does is that it allows us, one, is to bring transformation in the community, but also through that network, we are able to get access to broken families where children are in imminent danger. 
And so that's another area outside of the red light district where we're also working to prevent um, the, the destruction of children. And when these families understand who Christ is, that's the most amazing th- part of when you see a father who was an alcoholic that gives up the alcohol and stops abusing his wife and stops beating his children uh, mm. just every day, every You've night. You've broken the cycle, haven't you? You've broken the cycle. And then he becomes an advocate and a testimony to God's grace in a person's life. And he becomes a testimony in that whole community for what the gospel of Jesus Christ can do. And that is like one of the most thrilling things for us to see. Uh, when he becomes a testimony and an advocate for what God does in a person's life when we surrender our lives to him. Um, Very exciting. Yeah. So that's, um, that, that, that is our Lighthouse Church Network. But it goes further than that. It does. <laughs> it, here's the thing. In India, there is a huge scarcity of pastors. So even though we have a church network, we are desperately in need of raising new men to go out, you know, into these dangerous environments to become pastors in these communities. India has one pastor for every six congregations. You know, over here, we'll typically have six pastors, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, right, in one church. Right. In India, it's the opposite. It's one pastor for six congregations. And so you'll have a pastor that, you know, will literally go on a Sunday morning and take church in the morning, and then he'll cycle over to the next village and then take church in the afternoon. And the He'll side. bicycle, bicycle over to over. the next village. Right, yeah. right. And some of our pastors, three of them will go on one bicycle where <laughs> they drop the first guy off at the first church, <laughs> then the second guy off at the second church, and then the third guy, you know, he goes to the third church, and then on, on his way back, he picks them back up. It's all on bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're getting the job done. <laughs> oh, and, and passionately so. I mean, they, they are excited to have the bicycle to go and do that. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the gospel really uh, is the power of God unto salvation Amen. for them that believe. Yep. And so there's a huge need because of the scarcity of pastors to raise up young men to go out and, and be, become pastors in churches. And so that's where we have Hope College, where we raise up young men with a strong theological foundation, but also a very strong understanding of what the real situation on the ground is with the communities that they have to go into and how they can then work in those communities to bring transformation. How do you pay for that? Uh, all of this, by God's grace, is through the Azeron Global Family. So it's the church in America coming alongside and standing with us to help, uh, because we take care of the entire expense of every student, uh, food, shelter, clothing, education. They, they, can't, they can't afford to pay you any tuition or room and board? Or? No, they actually come from the very broken communities that they will go to serve. So they come from incredibly poor families. That So if we have a lighthouse uh, church in a poor community, there will be this guy who was probably doing drugs or in jail, and here's the gospel comes to know Jesus as his Savior, and then is on fire for Jesus Christ. And then our pastor from that lighthouse uh, church in that community will send uh, this, this, this boy who has accepted Christ as a Savior to the Bible college. Mm-hmm. So his family cannot afford to pay. His family is extremely poor. Mm-hmm. Cannot afford to pay for that. A lot of times he may be the first believer in his family, so his family is totally opposed to him coming to Bible college. So that's where we step in and we provide I mean, everything. Like, we even provide their, their you know, uniforms for Hope College, huh. uh, food, shelter, clothing, their school. And so we have the funds are, are given to us by supporters here. Could you do what you do without volunteers, both here and there? Uh, no, we couldn't. And, it, I, you know, I want to take this time to just say a huge thank you to our volunteers, uh, both here and there, uh, just who have blessed us with their talents and their time and their finances. 
But that was one of the things, you know, when I started this organization in the U.S., uh, several friends came up to me and said, hey, how can we help? Like, you know, uh, financially, like, what are the needs? And I said, it is great for us. You know, we need financial help. But if if you're an accountant, we need accounting help. If you're a web designer, we need web design help. And so that's how... As our own has grown, it's volunteers who've stepped up and taken on responsibility. When we go to your website, asourown.org, right. and we look at the terrific videos, the photography, that's all been volunteered, right? All of it. Uh, the photography, the video, uh, we've had friends uh, who have come from the U.S. Uh, who are professionals, in, you know, videographers or photographers who have come as professionals to India, paid their own way, and then volunteered this excellent photography um, uh, for us. I love it. That's amazing. How about volunteers in India? Uh, you know, it, it's the church. This is where the Lighthouse uh, Church Network, again, uh, has a huge uh, influence in, in how the church gets involved in, in, in the community itself. And so, uh, you know, as you speak about that, we've been um, praying for even top-level leadership. And as I speak with you, um, God has provided this person who used to be the principal of a school who, um, uh, you know, on April 3rd started with us as uh, with, to help us uh, with our operational, uh, our administrative and operational work. And she's doing this free of, free of cost. <laughs> And she is she's an outstanding administrator, and she's coming, and just because of her burden for these children, is coming and helping us with our administration um, there. We have a great staff. We have a staff of over 80 people, but it's also outstanding volunteers that come alongside that um, can bless our staff in, in, in helping uh, some of these responsibilities being delegated. You're available if churches want you to come speak, present the ministry of As Our Own. You'd right. be more than happy to do that. I know Moody Church in Chicago was uh, solidly behind what you do, and yes. churches in Houston, Texas, right. uh, First Baptist, Second Baptist there in Houston. Right. Churches all over. Yes. But you're willing to go? Absolutely. That, was, that is a privilege and blessing for me to do that, uh, to, to share about the ministry or even just to speak uh, and teach from God's Word. And yes, through that, you know, I, I'll share stories from the ministry, but it's really lifting up the name of Jesus Christ so that he can draw all men unto himself. Mm-hmm. I urge everyone listening to us right now to just take some time and explore the As Our Own website, asourown.org. Uh, Ralph, I really enjoy the few times that we are able to get together. Uh, it's hard to stay up, keep up with you and uh, stay uh, informed on everything that you're doing. You move so fast with all those volunteers and all that God is doing through you. But thank you for your time. Uh, God bless you, brother. Thanks, Wayne. Always great to be with you. Uh, God bless you, too. Ralph Bourdais of As Our Own, online at asourown.org.